What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got? So we were just talking about the Dodgers, and I just wanted to share with you guys that they just unveiled the second phase of Dream Fields Complex in Compton. So this happened on Saturday, and our very own legend, Kershaw, was in attendance. So if you guys don't know... um, Children participated at this uh, at the event. It it has um, I think there's um sorry I lost my place here. They have it's oh my god sorry this thing keeps kicking me out. I apologize. We don't have printers here yet. Um, so it's it's uh the park is home to the Jackie Robinson Stadium and the Kershaw's Challenge Training and Fitness Zone. So it's for the youth here in Compton. That's awesome. Great job. I mean, listen, Major League Baseball in general needs to do a much better job of, like, helping out African-American communities and I would say communities in general um, where, you know, you have uh, lower income communities because that, like, baseball in this country, like, if you think about it, the representation the the black players in this in major league baseball a lot of them are from other countries they're not from the u.s and i believe the african-american number in major league baseball right now as far as like percentage is like six percent or something like that five or six percent which is just ridiculous like when i was a kid growing up i mean easily like 20 percent of major league baseball was african-american it just makes it's insane to me that 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 number has dropped so precipitously over a span of 30 or 40 years. Yeah, so it makes all the sense in the world for the Dodgers to go into the, and I'm putting this in quotes, into the inner city and try and cultivate a passion for the game. Not necessarily because you're trying to just exclusively find more African-American baseball players in the future, but just cultivate a passion for the game in the community. And that is something that um, not only do you have fewer black players, but I also think you just have fewer black Americans, I think. I mean, this is not like some data that I've got, but just that are passionate about baseball. So cultivating a passion for, for the game is an important thing to do. And credit to the Dodgers for going into the inner city to do it. Hey, guys, I got a staggering stat for you guys. In 1956, uh, Jackie Robinson's final years in the majors, African-Americans made up 6.7% of the major league rosters. At the start of the 2020 season, that number was at 7.8%. So just barely anything more. Right, and it peaked in in the 70s and 80s at about 20%. Yeah, yeah, people like... Eddie Murray out there and right. Andre Dawson. My, my, my childhood hero. Matlock. Yeah, dude, I mean, dude, my yeah. childhood hero was Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson right. and Dave Winfield. Right. When these two guys played for the Yankees, they were like when I was a little kid. Those were my go-to guys. And then you got probably not pretty much in the same era. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, they had Dave Parker and Willie Stargell. I mean, yeah. these were these guys were superstars. Yeah, you know. Game yeah. has changed, and and, the, and, the, and by the way, uh, Ricky Henderson is another player that you didn't mention. You know, uh, Frank Thomas, um, Tony Gwynn, right? Dwight Gooden, uh, Daryl Strawberry. I think you mentioned Willie Stargell, right? Like, there's. Do you guys say Junior? Oh, right, Ken Griffey Junior. Obviously, yeah. You know. Yeah, the game, the the demographics of baseball have changed so significantly. I I, I look if you're trying to figure out like why is that. It's because baseball, especially at the youth level, and I'm not talking stopped about... Inve- no, but they stopped it. Baseball became a country club sport. It yeah. used to be a play with a, a stick and a rocks game when I was a little kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, it wasn't a country club sport. It's become that. And well, that's where the problem lies. Yeah. I mean, the, just to give you an example. George, like all these gonna, travel teams that right, cost a bazillion dollars right, to play on. You're, you're going to find this out when your son gets a little bit older. But the, the money that goes into the money that is needed to play club baseball, not Little League baseball. I'm talking about like the kids that by the time they're 12, 13, 14 are already starting to become a one-sport athlete and they're becoming a specialist in baseball, and the amount of travel it takes to get around the country and be be seen in front of all these scouts. I mean, I can't tell you how many weekends I traveled all throughout Southern California with my son's travel baseball team because in my mind I was like, you know what, he's probably going to play college baseball. And then by about ninth grade I was like, you know what, he's not very good at all, and I've been fooling myself. And so it just takes so much (laughs) money. It does. It takes so much. I'm a poor guy. It takes so much money to play club baseball, travel baseball. It's expensive, yes. Yeah, I know. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. So, Doc Rivers, Funchy, correct me if I'm wrong on this story. Yes, Doc Rivers. He, he He has said he's not interested in the Lakers job. His name was floated around for a second. And that he also, much like Quinn Snyder, correct me if I'm wrong, has said he did not like the way that Vogel was treated at the end. You're correct. Mm. By the way, right now, Philadelphia is leading Toronto 74-54 with 7.40 to go here in the third quarter. So for all the talk about, you know, Doc Rivers is going to get fired, look, it's early in the playoffs. But still, um, his team's looking pretty good right now, at least today. The notion that Doc Rivers is going to just become the Lakers coach, and I listen, George, I don't know how much we should put into this, but coaches around the league who are saying they don't like the way the Lakers treated Vogel, that is, I think there's something there, because if you're thinking about, hey, we want to get this guy, and this guy's like, well, hey, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron, it's L.A., it's the history of the organization, it all sounds good, and then you're like, you know, I don't like the way they did my colleague, and I feel like if they did that to him, that's the way they'll do me, so I'm not so into this job. I think there's something to that. What do you think? Uh, I think they're going to have some challenges finding someone to to take the job. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an incredible thing? You have the greatest player of his generation and one of the greatest players in the history of the sport and you are going and you have one of the organizations you use this phrase all the time crown jewel of its league you've got the market you've got the facility you've got the star player you've got all the history and tradition you've got all of these things that seem to look good on paper and yet in reality this job is people aren't lining up and breaking down the door to want to be the next coach of the lakers that's amazing that is truly incredible and, by the way, it's not even that shocking when you consider that Frank Vogel was hardly the first choice when he got the job three-plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Man, that is amazing. Because, you know, in, in most sports, when any head coaching job is available, I mean, you'll just you'll, you'll do anything you can to be a head coach. You'll take the Cincinnati Bengals head coaching job and really well, no, believe but, but, you can turn I'm them into a Super Bowl is, competitor. But I tried to tell people from the beginning when that story came out about Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse and Quinn Snyder – I'm like, none of those guys are going to take the job, number one. Um, Well, for a multitude of reasons, okay? Number one, you have to give up compensation to get them. They're all under contract, which the Lakers don't have. So that's a non-starter already. 
There's no way Utah or Philly or Toronto is is doing the Lakers any favors. Like, what are we right. talking about here? Right. Well, listen, uh, that, that to me is why it's going to be so hard to get rid of Russell Westbrook because somebody somewhere is going to be like, do we really want to do this? Does this help the Lakers? If the answer is yes, let's not do it. Right. But there's also teams looking to correct their books. That's a lot easier. That yeah. That is more... That makes more sense for a team to do. Take Russell Westbrook and either buy him out or just play him for one season, and then you've cleaned your books and you've taken off, you know, probably in their in other teams' cases because the guys you're looking at that are being traded for Russell Westbrook have at least two, three years or more on their deals. So you're talking about, you know, $100, $200 million potentially. You're wiping off your, your accounting balances. You just said it really, really well. Nobody in all likelihood is trading for Russell Westbrook because they think he can help them win, per se. It's an accounting situation. Exactly. They're trading for Russell Westbrook so that they can clean up their own books. And, by the way, hey, here's what we'll do. We'll put up with his nonsense for one season, and then we'll get rid of him. And then when we get rid of him, and we've already gotten rid of those guys, now we're in a much better position financially. Now we can go start spending money the way we want to. That is, that is just so unbelievable that that's what this has come sometimes. down to. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. way it works sometimes. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, but the 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 way that Vogel was treated, the coaches' community is small, man. Like that's the reality of it. Okay, and the coach. You may say that the players didn't respect Frank or whatever. I, I would disagree with that. I think that they Frank was fine with them until the ship, you know, went south. And again, um, he had. It's not that he didn't get respect. It's just ultimately he didn't have control of a roster that didn't fit what he did best. And they, you know, he saw that coming a mile away. But I, I don't think it was a matter of respect. I, I feel like that's not the right way to phrase it. But. Well, let me ask you this. You think the Russell coaches Westbrook in the community. Him? What's that? You think Russell Westbrook respected him? I think Russell Westbrook uh, didn't like him at all because Frank stood up to him and said, no, bro, you're not. You're not doing what you need to do. So, I, I mean, whether he respected him or not, Frank made the right call there, didn't he? Oh, 100% he made the right call. In fact, So I would say that players in the locker room respected Frank because he made the right call. You think players are blind to what Russ's strengths and weaknesses are? No, but I, I just think that in the, in the final part of the season, when there's no AD and LeBron is hurt and Russ is kind of a malcontent, that, you know, it's just all these young guys that are just trying to hang on for a job, you know? So I don't really know how much more Frank Vogel could have really done given the circumstances that but, he was but anyway, facing. Anyway, my, my point is this, dude, is that the coaching community respects him. Frank Vogel coached an Indiana team that had no business getting to two conference finals, getting to the conference finals, okay? Uh, with a really young Paul George and a bunch of, like, good but not great players and took LeBron, Wade, and Bosh to the brink a couple of times, okay? They faced them three times in the playoffs. Um, so there's that. And then he won a championship with the Lakers. Frank's good coach. And the coaches know if you're a good coach. So when Quinn Snyder and Doc Rivers are like, nah, not interested, didn't like what they did to Frank, I don't think that that's like a coincidence. Oh, I don't think so at all either. And it's not, listen, they may respect Frank, and I'm sure that they probably do all have a healthy respect for one another, but it could have been anybody that that was the coach of the Lakers that, that the organization doesn't have the professional courtesy to at least tell him and it's all being put out there on Twitter before he is officially told, that just doesn't sit well 
with coaches, especially those that are potential candidates for the job. I understand why they would not be turned on and why they are currently turned off by the job. I get it. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, this is a big problem for them. This is uh, this this coaching search. This is going to be real interesting to see what happens and to see who gets interviewed and who is who is being considered. I'm. This is going to make it that much more dramatic. The stuff we're talking about right now. I'm curious. I don't know where the Lakers are going to go. That's why I'm saying Juwan Howard. That makes sense. I'm telling you, it makes sense. Yeah, unless you're Juwan Howard. What? I'm telling you it makes sense because if you're the Lakers, you need to sell Juwan Howard on it because you're going – he's got a relationship with Palenka. He's got a relationship with LeBron. And at the very least, that that buys you some time, right? And honestly, Juwan Howard is a guy that can bridge two gaps, right? He can, he can get you through, in theory, the LeBron era. And then if you like him, he then bridges you to the next era, whatever that era is going to be. Yeah, I was curious to hear what the next era was going to be because it's well, not going to be. Well, I'm just saying I don't era. know what that is, but he can clearly he's okay coaching young players, so he that next era would probably include some variation of that. Yeah, well, um, it is not going to be the AD era. I mean, when when the LeBron era is over and when the when the AD contract expires, yeah. uh, if he makes it that far, it won't. It, yeah. There will not be the handoff, you know, that we okay. all thought that was going to happen. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. All right, coming up next. If you're a football fan, I got some news for you that you may or may not like, depending on what it is you like or how it is you like to consume the NFL product. We'll get to that in just a second. Stick around. We're back in four minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Do it, George. This is a good jam right here. Do you like the reggaeton, Cap? I like the whole thing you got going on right now. I like all the sound effects. I think it boom boom down. Yeah. Is this a remix of Snow Informer? Yes. Or just sampled? Yeah, it's just like um, like a Spanish version of it. Underrated song. Oh, excellent song. I mean, I this one thought... is actually better than the original, though, I feel like. It's funny, because when you started singing Informer, I was like, uh, I don't hear that. Like, I wonder if we're talking about the same. And then all of a sudden it hit with Informa. I said, boom, boom, down. You know that song, Funch? <laughs> I do know that song. Did you know the lyrics I just sang? <laughs> a little bit, but no, not really. Right. Not really? No. Uh, mm. You guys want to hear a crazy story? Go ahead. Tell us about something ridiculous that happened to you. No, this isn't really ridiculous. This is actually crazy, George. This is one of those things where you file it in the... Parents, like it never ends. There's always something going on when you have kids. You ready for this? Oh, boy. Here we go. oh you're going to. This is this is a crazy story. Now, he, who here loves dogs? 
I. I do. Everybody okay. loves dogs. Funch yeah. loves dogs. Okay. We um, all do, except you. We've questioned you, know. you yeah, whether you yeah, love yeah, your dog. Well, you. I just don't. Funch, let me ask you a question. If your dog falls and needs $7,000 worth of back surgery, Ooh, wow. I don't. I think I'm No, no but, but the difference is. You absolutely can afford a seven thousand dollar bag. I don't know, man. I got four kids. That's the no, issue. no, no. You can afford it. Don't don't do that. Well, I mean, you say that, but you know, listen. I'm just like, telling I know you. your finances. I totally right. I got don't. four kids. Two of them are college. On a, you put it on a credit card. You're fine. Well, anyway, listen. So I love <laughs> I love dogs, right? I really do. I love dogs. My daughter, my 15 year old Julia, she loves dogs, and she's like the happiest kid you've ever met in your life. And she's my favorite of my four kids. And Oof. oh, what? Not supposed no, he said this before. I know, but you're person. never supposed to like admit that. Oh, no, it's never totally fine. I mean, well, what? no, I, I mean, I'll admit it. Like right now, Aria is definitely my favorite child of the two. Right. I mean, Mateo's <laughs> right. I like probably like right a now. pain in the tuchus, you know? I mean, huge pain in the tuchus. Right. He's so cute, though. <laughs> so so Julia is my favorite kid of my four. And um, and, you know, when my when my 18 year old goes off to college in August, it's just going to be she and I. I mean, we're going to be the two of us are going to be empty nesters together, you know? So my daughter goes to, to Coachella this weekend, George, and um, she's sending me pictures all weekend. She's having the best time of her life. She's with her girlfriend and her girlfriend's mom, and they're staying at this, this lady's house out in the desert. She, she's like, yeah, you guys can come all stay here, and she has this German shepherd, right? And my daughter, Julia, loves this dog. She's hugging up on this dog all weekend. The dog's licking her in the face. I mean, just, you know, just a lovey dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yesterday afternoon, they're leaving... To, to, to leave Coachella. They're packing the car. They're going to go to the final show. Then they're going to get in their car. And they're going to drive home. Julia walks up to the dog to give the dog a hug. She hugs the dog, and the dog goes dog on her. The dog, the German Shepherd, bitter. <gasps> Dude. And this I, is your friend's dog. This is my. She went out there with her best friend, whose mom I know, and right. they were staying at mom's friend's place out in the desert. Right. The German Shepherd, George. Is the German Shepherd is their dog, the French. It is dog, their yes. dog. Yeah. The German Shepherd bites Julia in the arms. Not not like bite, like get off of me, bite. Like, like attack. Like right. attack. Totally. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a call because they're in the emergency room. Because the dog, I'm not joking, George, if I sent you the picture of her arm. You would be absolutely shocked at the amount of damage that was done to her arm. Ten stitches on one side, I mean, stitches I on, on the other side, then stitches on the on the other arm. The dog went crazy. You know, and, and it's not the dog's fault necessarily, right? I mean, she just wanted to give the dog love, and the dog, for whatever reason, just wasn't felt feeling that it. the felt that the dog right that this person was coming to perhaps harm him or right her, right and, yeah. and and even after a weekend with the dog and loving the dog and the dog licking her face and everything else the dog went dog and right. she was in the hospital yesterday afternoon for hours getting um first they had to do x-rays to make sure there were no broken bones x-rays to make sure that there were no teeth from the dog inside of her arm and right. then ultimately they had to stitch up her arm both of her arms you know so at the commercial break, she's like upstairs, like, Dad, I'm hurting. I need ibuprofen. I need water. I mean, the kid is, her, her arm is all like swollen and she can't really move her fingers. Brutal. And she's yeah. hurting really, really bad. Yeah. So here's my question for everybody, okay? Yeah. So to me, this is an accident, right? It happens. Yeah. Total accident, right? Yes. 
But, of course, the person whose house it was and whose dog it was, what do you think she's worried about? A lawsuit. Right. Now, I'm not like a, I'm not a litigious person per se. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm, like my first thought wasn't like, well, we'll sue the hell out of them and we'll get our right. money. Like yeah. that was, all my thought was, are you okay? Yeah. Because here's what I said to my daughter. I said, hey, you, you got bit by this dog. You're in the emergency room. I'm talking to the doctors. They, she needs stitches. Her arm, I mean, dude, if I showed you this picture, you would not oh, believe I, it. Yeah, I mean, it's a German Shepherd. It's a huge dog. I believe right. it. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I said to my daughter. I go, so when, when you get out of the emergency room, you guys are just going to pack up and, and drive home, right? You know what her answer was? No, Hell we're, going, no. we're yeah. going to see Doja Cat. Right. I'm like, I saw Doja Cat recently. I, I'm telling you, she's good. Yeah. So, although I liked, although I liked Megan the Stallion way better. Oh, really? I saw it, them both. I was at the Fanatics Super Bowl party. You know, Fanatics, the apparel company. Yep. Um. So I went to that party, and um, I saw Jeannie Buss as I was walking in. She was walking out, and uh, and yeah, I saw Doja Cat and Megan the Stallion. They're both good, but I liked Megan the Stallion more. Okay. So here's my question for you. Yeah. What what do you do from here? Do you just How old say, is Julia? She's 15. I mean So what did you Oh, you asking me what I would have done in that yeah, situation? Like, so so here so my question is, what, you know, listen, again, everybody's immediate thought is, well, what are you going to do? Are, are you going to you going to sue the homeowner? Are you going to sue the dog owner? Um because, listen, I figure if I'm the dog owner, I'm, like, worried, like, oh, my God, you know, this is a German yeah. shepherd. This okay, dog could be so, considered so, dangerous. So I ask her, number one, how are you feeling? Did you go out there or, or did you just, like, I, I did monitor from afar? I, I monitored from afar because I had the, the mom who was the, the guardian for the weekend, right. the, you know, right. take was care of her. Was there with them. Right. And she yeah, felt yeah. terrible. And the owner of the house and the dog felt terrible. And you know Julia was crying. She's like, "It's my fault, Mike. It's not your fault." So you're, fault. you're not the fault. mom. The mom who is the per- the woman you know is not yep. the owner of the house. Correct. And she's not the, the owner, owner of the, the house. Dog. Is a friend of the mom's. Yes. So the owner of the house is not someone you actually know. Yes. Okay. Um, I probably so, would just ask Julia, "Hey, are you feeling okay?" Like when she says, "No, hell no, I want to go see Doja Cat." I'm like, "Well, wait. Are you are you okay? Like, could you physically?" Are you physically okay enough to do that? Right. And I would, I would want to be on the phone with the doctor and ask the doctor, hey, so my daughter wants to do this, you know, from a, just from a medical standpoint, like, is she going to be okay if she goes to this concert? Um, like, how do you feel as a medical professional? I'm not telling you. I just simply want to know based on that alone. That would probably be my first conversation. Yeah, so she went to Doja Cat, and then she drove home last night. And she got up and went to school this morning. And by the middle of the afternoon, she's like, Dad, I am hurting really bad. I need you to come get me. My biggest concern is like any sort of nerve damage to her arm, you know? Sure, yeah. And, and all she's talking about is she has a track meet coming up this weekend that she says she's going to be fine. She's going to be ready to go. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's kind of see how the week plays out, you know? But again, like right away, I've, I've told a couple people this today. And they're like, are you going to sue? I'm like, am I going to sue? I, I I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't gotten that far. I'm not like my first instinct isn't like I'm suing you. Your dog bit my kid. My kid's in the no. emergency room. Bunch of stitches. You know, who knows what kind of you know damage it might do to her. You know, emotionally. But yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not thinking suing. I'm thinking no. about her health. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's where your brain's got to be. What do I do, Funch? You got four dogs. What do I do? Uh, it's so hard for me to just, you know, sue someone with a dog because I know a dog can go dog on anyone, you know? Even well, and that is, that is the, right, that is the whole point. It's an animal. That, it's still an animal. It's an animal. Yeah. 
But I mean, I don't know. I mean, how good of it is a friend to you? Not. A, I don't even know them. Okay. Well, no, so. no. The 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 lady who's the fr- yeah the, the lady, lady of the, the dog owner. Oh yeah. How tight are you guys with them? So the dog owner, I don't know. Right. But the but the woman who took my daughter to Coachella, they're uh you know she's an acquaintance, and her daughter and my daughter are BFFs. They're like little you know they're like okay, sisters. Okay, that still. complicates things. Yeah. Clearly. So if there's a lawsuit, it might complicate the relationship, huh? Of course, naturally. <laughs> naturally, it would. You know. I mean, I'm not yeah. thinking lawsuit. I mean, listen, if she's okay, I would just move on. That's, that's just me, but I'm not yeah. telling you what to do. No, no, but that's what that's what my plan would be. I mean, as as long as she's an oak, as long as she's fine, and she can still use her arm, and she can type, and she can write, and she can hand off a baton when she's running track. I mean, like it happens. Well, what does the doctor say? The doctor said it's you know she's gonna have she's gonna be in pain. She's gonna she's gonna be swollen. This is gonna this is not going away tomorrow. You know, George, I'm telling you, you cannot. Believe no, no, I, 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 I can. I, I believe it. I've seen it. I listen. I had a dog. Uh, we had a dog, a rescue dog that uh, bit Aria when she was a baby in the face because the dog was food aggressive. A piece of meat fell at the exact same time from the counter. She was crawling to grab it. Dog attacked her. So I mean, and bit her in the face. She still has like, if you look at her eyes, she has a little small scar underneath where her orbital bone is. Um, so I mean, I get it. Like, and her face was super swollen, and you know, we had to. Um, deal with the dog, you know what I'm saying, at that point. Not deal with the dog like, you know, we didn't euthanize him or that. We we gave him to someone, like we told the rescue, like, hey, we this is the situation, you know, the dog is obviously food aggressive, we can't have him around a baby, you know, so we had him, we sent him back to the rescue, you know. We tried to rescue the dog, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um. So, but, so I've been there, like, I get it, Um. and it's it's way worse with a baby who can't talk, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and in the face. Um, where there needed to be stitches on her cheek and on her orbital bone and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, like I, I get it. I, it's a little different because I'm not. I don't have to sue anyone. But, you know, the, the, we had the dog in our position. Um, but if she's okay, and like again, I would just be talking to the doctor. Like, what's the timeline of recovery? What is the next step here? Like, what you know, those things would be the conversations I'd be having. Yeah. What what potential damage or or you know what right. potential after effects yeah. are there from something like this? But George, when they sent me this picture of her arm. I said to the mom, I go, what is that? And she's like, well, that's her. I'm trying to remember what word she was, fascia. or I don't know, man. George, it was so wide open, this cut. And you could see into her arm, and there was all this gross, gnarly stuff, like, all around. Like, I was just shocked that this happened. with it. And, and again, it wasn't like like a dog bite where it's like, get off of me. No, it, it was, was a full-blown attack. attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, um, I would just be in con- in touch with the doctor, is what I would say. Yeah, and then and see and see what the doctor says. I know the initial the initial response that I get from people is, "Are you gonna sue him?" Yeah, I mean, listen, our pal Toby Hicks here, comedian extraordinaire, says that you should sue for medical bills and potential bills if anything else. That they would sue you in that case. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, but but, but I. Again, I would play it out like I just want to. I just want to make. Sure, I would just be talking to the doctor regularly to see what the situation is and what the potential situation could be moving forward. Yeah, my my initial uh, my my first thought is, dude, you just you gotta like it's an accident. It happened, you know. It's it thankfully was not life and death, and um, and I don't think there's anything major. I hope there's no major damage, but man, George, it's scary. You know, this is one of those things where when you have kids. 
just every day, you just never know when something might happen. You know, here I was. I was like, look at my daughters. I'm so proud of these two girls. They're hanging out together at Coachella. One's 18, one's 15. They're having the time of their lives. They stayed up Friday night till 1130 at night to go see Harry Styles. You know, watermelon sugar high. Yeah, Harry. Woo. You know. And I'm like, this is so cool. That my, and I was having terrible FOMO all weekend. Like, gosh, why didn't I go? And I should have gone. I've never been to Coachella. And then Sunday afternoon, I get the call, the crying. It's like, what's wrong? What's bad? What's up? What's wrong? Because as a dad, when you hear a girl crying on the other end of the phone, you're like, what's wrong? What's happening? Everything okay? And then and this. So I don't know. My yeah. first in- instinct is not to sue, though. I can say that. Yeah, I get it. Uh, all right, let's hit, uh, you know, hard transition here. Um, yeah. Let's hit big deal or no deal. This clearly a big deal, by the way. Big deal. Very big. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you, Christopher. All right, Fungi, what do we got? All right, Sham Sharania is reporting that Ben Simmons will make his debut for the Brooklyn Nets within this next week. Ben, who came in a James Harden deal, hasn't played one game yet for the Nets. Nets just lost game one yesterday on a Jason Tatum buzzer beater and already down 0-1 to in the series against the Celtics. Big deal or no deal that Ben Simmons is finally coming back to rescue the Nets and play? <laughs> to rescue them, huh? What do you say, George? Big deal or no deal? Uh, I missed that real quick. I'm sorry, I cut out. Oh, uh, well, Shams is reporting that Ben Simmons is going to make his debut this week. Uh, big deal, no deal. Oh, it is a big deal. I mean, the Nets need somebody that can defend Jason Tatum. <laughs> and Ben Simmons is a top three defender in the NBA. So at the very least, we know he can do that if he's healthy. I'm going to just for the sake of going on the other side here for a second, I'm going to go no deal. And here's why I'm going to say it. I have very low expectations of what he's going to bring to the table. Guy hasn't played in a year. So you're gonna your first game is gonna be in the playoffs. I just don't have great expectations that he's gonna be a major contributor. If I'm proven way wrong, then it is a big deal. I'm a basketball junkie, and I know Ben Simmons' game and everything. But I'm I think I'm with you, Cap. I don't know what he's gonna bring. I don't I don't even know if he has anything right now, you know, to give. 
I mean, that was like the conversation last week with the Clippers around Kawhi. Like, is Kawhi healthy? Is he saying he can't play? And the Clippers are saying that he's healthy enough to play. But I'm just thinking to myself, guy's been out all year. There have been 82 regular season games. There were, I don't know, 10 or 12, whatever it is, in the preseason. There have been 100 games played, and he hadn't played in any of them. Yeah, and we always hear a report that he's going to come back. He's going to come back this week or this, you know, this game or whatever, but he's never came back. And we don't know. You know he might be out of shape. No, no, we don't know. I mean, guys like Paul George come back and they haven't played in you know three or four or five weeks, but they had played earlier. Or Anthony Davis comes back and scores twenty eight points, and he's out for all this time, but he had played earlier. I don't know. I don't know if I think Ben Simmons is going to be able to do very much. Although maybe he'll shock us. Certainly, those of us that have doubts. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not sitting here expecting him to do much on offense, but I mean, he can defend. If he can run, he can defend. By the way, that play Jason Tatum made at the end of the game against the Nets, that, that layup, yeah. the spin, it was, it was a thing of beauty, wasn't it? It was. It really was. It was what really a nice. game. I mean, even Kyrie, who I am not a big Kyrie fan at all, but him shooting the double birds to the fans and then going to the podium afterwards, like, yeah, also, they're giving that me was this. great. Yeah, they're giving I'm, me I'm, this energy. Listen, I'm I, have been very, energy. I, I have been very critical of Kyrie Irving on a number of fronts, uh, but I'm with him on this, with the Boston situation. I'm with him. And if he gets fined, so what? Um, but I, I'm absolutely 100% with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is right. Um, there are certain crowds. That one and Utah specifically uh, can be surly. Let's just call them that. <laughs> uh, those crowds get a little more uh, more surly than uh, than maybe some of the others in the NBA. And uh, and look, I get it. It's I get the, oh, you got to, you know, I saw Shaq and Kenny and Charles talking about, you got to be above it. Yeah, I get that. Like, I'm sure, you know. Nine times out of ten or more, probably, he's above it. But he's dealing with some stuff with that particular fan base, and that's it. you know. And there are just certain places that are tough to play. Ask Michael Jordan what it was like to play in Utah. Um, you know, Ask all these guys. Like They'll all tell you how, uh, how tough it is. We're watching winning time, how tough it's been in Boston to play in Boston for decades. You know, There's just certain places that you're going to get it more um, than other places. Indiana was one of those places in the 90s. If you watched Winning Time with uh, Reggie Miller and the Knicks players talking about that and Spike Lee, there's just certain arenas and places that can get a little, little, <laughs> a little uh, excited. Let's call it. So yeah. All right, guys. Next one. After two years of being off the menu, one of the most beloved fast food items is making a return. As Taco Bell just announced on Twitter earlier today that the Mexican pizza will return on May 19th. Now, you know, talking about Doja Cat er a little bit earlier, Doja Cat actually was the first who announced the Mexican pizza return during her set yesterday at Coachella. She Come just, on, really? Yeah, she stopped during midway during her, during her set and said Mexican pizza is coming back. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, dude. So, uh, big deal, no deal that the Mexican pizza is returning, Cap. For me, it's no deal because I'm not a Taco Bell person. I can't even remember the last time I've been to Taco Bell. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I've passed a Taco Bell. I think maybe the last time I got Taco Bell, I was up in Big Bear, and I got myself like a dozen crunchy taco thing. I think I ate them all. But, yeah, I'm I'm not into Taco Bell. as It's not one of my top stops in fast food. So, for me, the Mexican pizza is no deal. Such a beloved item, a cult, a cult item, basically. Mm. Yeah. You, uh, no deal for me either, to be honest with you. I am also not a Taco Bell person. Um, occasionally, and when I mean occasionally, like once or twice a year. Um, maybe. that's a, Even that seems, again, like a stretch. And 
Yeah, I just I I don't even know if I've ever had a Mexican pizza to be honest with you. So good, so good. One of my fiance's favorite foods, actually. She's so happy that it's coming back. She's okay, even more well, happier about this than our wedding. We're happy for future Mrs. Funchy. Then. Yeah, she's more happier than, about this than our wedding. I'll say that. Wow. Yeah. That might be a problem. But you want to check in on that. <laughs> Is there any fast food item I that you can't... I Mexican card. <laughs> Go home. Um, is there any fast food item that you, do, that you just absolutely love you can't live without? Huh, that's a great question. Probably no at this stage of my life because I don't eat a lot of fast food anymore. But, um, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, look, I, I think – and my kids do it now too. Like when I was a kid, like little kid, I used to love McDonald's chicken nuggets. And, you know, my kids love chicken nuggets. That I ha- you know, they get – they want a Happy Meal. I do too, and I, I refuse to see uh, refuse to see supersize me because of it. Yeah, probably is not a good idea for you. But, yeah, they, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I loved – Chicken nuggets. Even as an adult, I love chicken nuggets because it was easy to pop and just eat. I think I just like um, the sauces more. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, if I do eat fast food, I probably am selective. It's like Popeye's or... Um, chicken sandwich? Yeah, chicken sandwich from Popeye's or like uh, maybe occasionally Chick-fil-A. But I feel like Chick-fil-A is also super like long. The lines are long. I've never tried Raising Cane's. There's one right by me in Torrance and the mm. line is always so long. Pretty good. Like, pretty good. Yeah, but I'm just like, bro, I don't got 20 minutes to wait for chicken tenders. Nah. You know, just like, honestly, it's why I don't go to In-N-Out more, um, because I also don't have 20 or 30 minutes to wait in a line there either. Yeah, I've been on a little bit. I, ha- I hate to admit this. Gosh, I hate to admit this, but I think I said it to you guys last week. I'm on a little bit of a Chick-fil-A run right now where I will, like maybe once a week, I'm like, gosh, I don't know what I want to eat, and I want something kind of fast, but to your point, George, the lines can be really long. But a spicy chicken deluxe sandwich with extra pickles from from Chick Fil A is a yeah. bomb sandwich. I, when I was a kid, I liked uh, Wendy's chicken sandwiches. But well before Chick Fil A and all that stuff became in vogue, um, I used to like Wendy's chicken sandwiches back. Why in the day, is Chick Fil A so in vogue now? I mean, I can remember in the late '80s, I was working in the mall at the Chess King, rocking some Z Cavaricis. By the King. way, okay, that's right, Chess King. That's what I said, Funch. That's right. You know the store. Of course I do. Then you know I was styling and profiling Ric Flair style. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Chick-fil-A was in the mall in the 80s. Why is Chick-fil-A so much bigger of a deal today than it was back then? Can somebody explain to me what has happened? I don't know. It just people like chicken. And they have really funny commercials, right? Or they get good branding with the cows in the commercial. You know what I hate about Chick-fil-A? That it's closed on Sunday. That's like the most most day I want it. Same. Always. It's like I want Chick-fil-A. Oh, damn it, Sunday. They're a very religious company and... Well, they they have some other beliefs that you know are, well, you know, not beliefs I have, but uh, nonetheless, uh, people compartmentalize stuff all the time. So I'm not necessarily uh, discrediting them if you like them or not. Some uh, people, and I eat them too. So some people will boycott because of political opinions. Yeah, not me. I, and I and that's everyone's entitled to this stuff. Yeah, like, not me. Care. Not me. Like, like I'm, I, I'm boycotting I, I, Will it, Smith, but not Chick Fil A. It, right, exactly, and that's 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 your prerogative, as Bobby Brown once said. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to live. Um, anyway, that is big deal or no deal. All right, we're going to break for two minutes, and then coming up next, I teased like 25 minutes ago almost, uh, that if you're an NFL fan, you better get ready for some big changes. We'll tell you about that in two minutes and 15 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. My wife loves this song. I like your Elvis wife Elvis Crespo. Right? Elvis Crespo? Elvis Crespo, yep. Yeah. Bunch, this is a must at your wedding, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Love the song. Oh, yeah. It, this is a big-time wedding song. I feel Bunch, like half party would get down to this. When, when's the big wedding, Funch? Uh, Memorial Day weekend. So that's uh, May 28th. Oh, see, that's good if you want to keep people away, though, because Memorial Day weekend is a big like holiday weekend. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of no's right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart. You're saving that some money. That is really smart, bro. <laughs> I wasn't doing it on purpose. It was either that weekend or Mother's Day weekend, which Ooh. is like yeah. Mother's worse. Day. Yeah. yeah, that's worse. Yeah, that's worse. Besame. Te quiero sentir tus labios. We should let you, Cap, we should have given Kaplan the lyrics to this and had him try to sing like karaoke style. Dude, it. if you give me the lyrics in Espanol, I will do my best. Okay, let me do that right now. No. <laughs> yeah, we can start over. I will yeah. start it over. I, actually, Laura, find it. We'll do it at the end of the segment. How about that? What's the name of the song? I'll look them up. I'll look up the I lyrics gotcha, here. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. We'll do right, it give it me a shot. Give me, put me in, coach. I'm ready to we, we play. We will. We will. Relax, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I know you're a big NFL fan. Yep. If you're an NFL fan, you better get ready for some changes because the leader in the clubhouse to take over NFL Sunday ticket is Apple Plus. So what's going to happen here is this. And Apple Plus just did a baseball package. Uh, My old pal Katie Nolan is doing that. Um, And a lot of people were complaining about trying to find it and just within the Apple Plus app, right, Uh, and, and trying to watch the baseball. I would imagine there's going to be some of that with the NFL. Now, I think long-term it's the smart play, right? Apple wants to get in live rights, and this is an easy way for them to do it. Um, You know, I am curious. I don't want my guy Siciliano to be out of a gig because I love him. It's my guy. What about my guy, Scott Hansen? Well, he does the cable one, so he's fine. So he's safe? I would imagine so. Mm. So this is what you wanted all this time. You wanted Scott Hansen to to win the battle of Sunday Ticket. That's what you wanted all this time. No, I I just I I listen. I was an Andrew Siciliano Direct TV Sunday Red Zone guy for a long time. When I switched over from Direct TV to cable, it became Scott Hansen and I on Sundays. So I I've got a real affection for Scott Hansen. Now I love Andrew Siciliano as well, and I hope that Andrew Siciliano goes over to Apple. to the Apple side of if things because he does a great up. job. So anyway, I think that the uh, that would be a big change because I'll tell you this, uh, and I know I've had this conversation with Christopher before. He's a little worried because his par- he buys Sunday ticket for his dad, and uh, you know he buys it like he calls Directv and they can just charge him in his card or whatever, like the one time fee or whatever of whatever it is. And um, you know, for his dad, it's easy because he's already got Directv. Like he can just flip the channels; it's easy to find. On Apple Plus for his, you know, the legend Mucho Morales, he says that, you know, maybe that could be a little more challenging because, you know, older folks don't stream the same way like that we do, you know? Well, I'm a little worried about this as well. Now, let me ask a question. Apple TV, is there a distinction between Apple TV and Apple Plus? 
Well, Apple Plus is the uh, is the is where you find like uh, Ted Lasso. Okay, because I never knew that Apple Plus was a thing. I just thought I was going on to Apple TV and there was Ted Lasso. Now, your point is a good point, George. I believe because if you're an older person, when I say older. I don't mean like, you know, 95 years old. I mean like 45, 50, 55, 60. If you're not accustomed to streaming or maybe you don't even have an Apple TV or maybe you haven't even upgraded to a smart TV. I mean, if you bought a TV in the last three to five years, you probably have have a smart TV. You'll have all the apps and stuff, right? But even if you have them, but you don't use them, okay, (laughs) now all of a sudden this whole thing could become a major headache. Now, I have... Apple TV, both the external, where you plug it into the TV and HDMI cable, and I also have smart TVs. But I will admit that I was having a really hard time trying to find my Apple um, ID password. So then I I changed my Apple ID password. Yeah. And then I went to try and use Apple ID because Laura has said to me many times, how could you not have finished Ted Lasso? Right. And on one hand, I, I say to her, well... It's because Ted Lasso started seeing a shrink, and that storyline didn't really resonate with me. It's kind of seemed like, you know, the Sopranos or whatever. And that's kind of an excuse, if I'm being honest about it. Yeah, it's totally an excuse. Because I just haven't been, and I'm paying for Apple TV in some way, and yet I can't seem to get it to work. So if you're telling me that I need Apple TV or Apple TV Plus for a couple of things, the Magic Johnson doc that's coming out, and now for a Sunday ticket, i got to get this Apple TV thing figured out. Otherwise, George, I'm going to be exactly what you're saying. I'm going to be some old guy who can't figure out how to stream. Right. Yeah. You're there already. I mean, you're well, halfway there. Basically. Halfway, because, Laura, just so you know, mm-hmm. I did. I do have HBO Max, which is how oh, I'm okay. watching Winning Time. Okay. And, you and uh, you'll, you'll be impressed with this. Uh-huh. And I have YouTube TV, mm, okay. which I don't pay for using okay. my girlfriend's account. Got okay. it. Okay. You're one of those. Yeah, yeah, I'm using her account. Now, do you barter where your passwords? Like you give one of your passwords out for another password? For that's, app? A good, that's a good question. Oh, that's um, a good idea. No, mostly because I don't know any of my passwords. So if, once I've set them up, <laughs> it's like it's on for good. Right, and you, Jim, you just never change it. Yeah. Right. You know right. you can, like, if you do it on your phone, it saves everything. and just. Yeah. Where does it save everything? You don't know that? I just it's figured out how to. passwords, and then you just. Cap, when are, when you're up here, Cap, we we gotta have a conversation. I mean, I just I figured you. out how to put my my vaccination card in my wallet. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Like, hold on, like your you mean in like your phone wallet? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was to say like your actual wallet. That's kind of no. easy. You just put no. the card in your wallet. <laughs> no, no, this is my. But this whole Apple TV thing. So so you're telling me that going forward, that Directv has lost the Sunday ticket thing. Or, or is it just the well, red it's zone? It's on the brink, according to reports, to go Got to it. Apple. Got it. Because Apple's willing to overpay, because they can, because they're worth a Trust gajillion me, dollars. Right. They pay very well. Right. i got to figure this out. I'm going to try tonight to go into my smart TV. I, let's see. I got, I, I'm going to watch the Dodger game. There's NBA playoff games. I was just watching the USFL game that was postponed due to weather. Oh, my God. You're watching. I mean, you're really watching USFL? Did you happen to see this weekend no. that for the USFL's opening game? No. That between Fox and NBC, they said they had over three and a half million viewers. What did I tell you would happen, though? Get, talk to me, me in like a month and tell me where that number is. Yeah, it's probably not going to be very high because I'll tell you this. On the first night, there was a packed house in Birmingham. I don't know why they're housing all these games in Birmingham. And then to the save next money. Night, 
Yeah, no, I get it. But wouldn't it be better if like, you moved the league and you said, look, we're going to play every game in Vegas where there's actually people or L.A. where there's people? Birmingham. No, because that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Are there any people in Birmingham? I mean, there are people in Birmingham, yes. But not a lot. I mean, to draw from. Not like Vegas or L.A., certainly not, no. Right. So, yeah, I, um, I, but tonight I, I want to watch the Dodger game. There's some NBA playoff games that I think I probably want to keep my eye on a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely watching that Warriors game. I mean, I'm watching Dallas and Utah right now, but. Yeah, I was watching uh, Philadelphia and Toronto earlier. And, yeah, the, uh, the, the Denver-Golden State game tonight is kind of at the, well, it's at the exact same time as the Dodger game. So I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of stuff I want to watch tonight. And now I got to sit here and start messing with Apple TV again. I'm just telling you, be ready is what I'm saying. I know, and I appreciate that. Hey guys, now, you know what just dropped on HBO Max today? Tell me, the what? Batman. Oh really? Yeah, the new Batman. No uh, way. Yeah, just dropped on HBO Max. I have a question. Do you have to pay additional, or if you have HBO? No, Max, you have HBO like Max. You can watch it. Really? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's, that's it. Now it's time. That's it. You can watch it for free. All I right. Mean, now, now free, this is going to screw me up because I only have HBO Max on my TV in my bedroom. And now I'm going to have to try and put HBO Max on my TV in my family room. Wait a second. How hard can that be, bro? I know. It sounds complicated to me. Do you have a smart TV in your living room? I do. Easy. Then just download HBO Max. Download I know, but... the little widget. I know. And I did it in my bedroom. And I, I told you guys, I felt like so cool, man. Like I, I was able to remember. I took one of those fire sticks. I, I, took, I ordered it. I got it delivered. I Laura took it says out of no the... TV in the bedroom. I disagree with that. I have a TV mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Wait, I you know took what? it out. Nope. Me Why? three, got one. What are you I, talking about? Laura, no. you're a single lady. You live alone. Exactly. So it's on it, it, my TV. Obviously, when I lived with my mom, I had it in my room, so it had to be there. But now I'm like, it's in the living room, because if you go into my room, there's only one reason you go into my room, and we're not going to watch TV. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's my. in the living room. Oh, my. I mean, thirst trapping. Thirst trapping. Yeah. Yeah. Your girl just straightened her hair. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Your I girl's going to be in a thirst trap. I don't know what is. I'm just saying there's no reason to have a TV in the bedroom when you have it in the living room. Just saying. Well, I have a TV in the bedroom. and um, 11-11, make a wish. Hey, now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I felt so cool. I ordered a fire stick. I had it delivered. I installed it. And then, beyond just installation, then I was able to download the HBO Ma- uh, Max app. And watch Winning Time. By the I way, love how like you think these are like these huge accomplishments. Oh, George, this for me, this is like a whole big deal. Yeah, you know. Uh, so now so I, I got to try and get I got to try and get HBO Max on my yeah. TV downstairs yeah. so I can watch the Batman. Yeah, the Batman will be good. Um, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. I do you believe in curses? Very much so. Okay, because I normally believe don't believe in that stuff. That's like mumbo jumbo to me. And although I have a healthy respect for, like, that type of stuff, because I grew up in a community that (laughs) respects it, let's Mm -hmm. just say. Um, But um, the Clipper curse may be real, man. (laughs) When I saw Paul George got COVID, I was like, are you serious? Like, what is happening here? And then they they, they were getting killed in that game. They were getting crushed in that game. And then they come back and they have like a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter. I fell asleep. I was sitting, you know, I was doing the spring game the next day. So I fell asleep because I had to wake up early. I was tired from a long day of travel. And uh, I took a melatonin. And I fell asleep. I woke up the next day, didn't even think to check because I'm like, oh, the Clippers won. And I'm like, oh, I'll have a home game in L.A. next week, you know, because it'll be game three or four in L.A. And 
I in the afternoon, somebody brought it up to me while I was at the stadium doing the spring game for the Hurricanes. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, bro, they lost. And I'm like, I look. I said, no way, bro. I looked at my app, and I'm like, that's crazy to me. And then I went back and watched the highlights, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, some franchises, and listen, I know that there are Clipper fans who listen to the Lakers station, 710, and they get all bent out of shape when they get clowned and ridiculed on these airwaves. I'm not here to do that, but I am here to tell you this. The Clippers are cursed, and you say to me, no, they're not. What are you talking about? Listen, you can change the owner. You can change the coach. You can change the personnel. You can eventually change the building. You can change the city that the team plays in. You tell me, what has this franchise ever accomplished? Even when they've got the better players, they've got the better front office, they've got the best coach, because talk, you talk to LeBron, Ty Lue's the best coach in basketball. He's one of them. And, and they've got everything you need, and yet somehow, some way, this kind of stuff happens. Every single year, it seems. It, it was insane to me. Like, if you would have told me in September that I that there would be no chance that I would be doing a playoff game in Los Angeles I know, come right? April, May, or June, I would have said, you've lost your damn mind. And here we are. Crypto.com Arena is going to be dark during the playoffs. It's crazy to me. It's, it's mind-boggling to be honest with you. All right, we're done here. Tomorrow you'll sing Elvis Crespo. We'll give you the lyrics, okay? All right, cool. All right, great job, uh, Cap. Excellent work as always. Hey, outstanding job. And Funch, way to fill in, dude. Yeah, great job, Funchy, and great job, Lauda. Lauda's going to be heading to the Dodger game. Have fun, girl. Straight hair and all. Straighten her hair. Maybe thirst trapping, maybe not. Mm. But you did learn that if you're going into her bedroom, you're not watching TV. (laughs) Facts. Straight facts. Hashtag facts. All right, we're done here. You guys have a great night. We'll talk to you mañana. See you.